This week, we talk about electric trucks and whether they're realistic for towing an RV. Plus, Class B camper vans are getting a little bit more into the affordable territory and even the smaller territory. That and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sunsmart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every L.L. Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit LLBean.com to shop now. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode 197 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We apologize for this episode being out late. There's a lot going on in our world. We're traveling too often. <laughs> it's hot. There's bugs, there's loud air conditioning, lots going on. I almost didn't know if I could remember the opening. <laughs> I felt like it had been so long. You know when you go away from a show for like, you know, the week or something, and then you have to come back in that first you know performance, you go, am I going to remember that line? Oh, I don't know. That's exactly how I felt doing this. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a little rough, I think. <laughs> well, let's start off with a question for everybody. This is something that I was involved in a conversation about, and I want to get people's opinions on. You know, there's a, a remodeling craze going on with RVs right now. A lot of people are buying older RVs and fixing them up, or they're taking their RV and making it into something a little bit better, or they might even be taking a brand new RV and remodeling it. So the question is, would you buy an RV that has been painted on the inside? A lot of people are concerned that if you paint an RV on the inside or the outside, I guess, not a lot of people doing the outside unless <laughs> it really needs it, but if you paint an RV on the inside, does it decrease the value of it? I think Personally speaking, as one who has sold an RV that they had painted on the inside and then one who has bought another one and didn't do a thing to it, I really think it depends on the design aesthetic. It yeah. depends on the care that you took to paint the inside, whether or not you were very radical. And I mean that in regards to color choices that may not be for every taste. I think there's just so much that goes into it. It's very similar to buying a house. Not every house you look at yeah. is going to fit your needs, but at the same time, you can always just paint it if you don't like it. And you can paint it again. <laughs> and you know, I, I guess it depends on how well it's painted too, because a lot yes. of times the way the paint is you know, not not just the colors, but like the way the paint is applied, if it's not sticking to those RV finishes, then that could be a yes. problem. But I guess my contention here is that you say you wouldn't buy a, a painted RV. I wouldn't buy an ugly RV. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if you've made it better, you know, if it needed painted, it needed painted, right? Those are two very different <laughs> conversations, I think. You know, there's a lot of appeal to me to buying an RV that someone has gone in and done upgrades on, that they have 
created a more modern yeah. or more popular look in it. And I find that very appealing. I actually think they're doing me a service because I would have loved to have done some things in our Pioneer, but I was too tired to do mm-hmm. it. So if someone does it for me, that's fantastic. Our friend Damien Ross over at uh, the Rootless Living magazine and Rootless Living podcast, he has uh, completely redone mm-hmm. his RV along with his his uh, roommate Nikki. They have uh, remodeled their RV entirely, and it gorgeous. looks so gorgeous. He's gonna—I know he's gonna be doing a spread in the, in the magazine over it. So check that out over at Rootless Living. But I'm curious uh, to see what your opinions are. So if you are watching on YouTube, leave them in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, head over to the Facebook group and and let's let's talk about whether you would buy a renovated. RV or not. I would pose another question. If you did renovate an RV and you sold it, did you have a harder time selling it or an easier time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here's a question that came up in the Facebook group as well, the RV Miles Facebook group. Come check it out if you haven't already. It's a great place. Uh, Kristen would like to know any tips for short-term RV storage. You're going to a destination that isn't so much camping friendly. You're going to stay with some relatives. Those relatives or friends don't have room for your RV. What do you do with it? And uh, we've been in this situation many, many, many times. Yes, and we've done a lot of different things. The first short-term storage in regards to a storage unit, is there somewhere in the area that you could store? That could be an actual storage unit that has RV parking on site. And could even be a campground. Some campgrounds do offer storage. Yeah, especially campgrounds that close in the winter. A lot mm-hmm. of them turn into storage places in, in the rest of the year. And sometimes people just leave their RV in campground storage and they, they bring it over to a site for them and then they bring it back and that's it. So a lot of campgrounds have storage. Uh, we have we have used Boondockers Welcome in mm-hmm. the past, although Boondockers Welcome specifically does not want you to be asking members about storage, but some Boondockers Welcome hosts do have storage listed on their listing. So that's a possibility. And we're talking short term. Yeah, we're, we're not talking, talking days. Yeah. We're not talking months at a time that you would need winterizing your RV and putting it someone's yeah. house. We're not yeah. talking about that. We have also done, much like Boondockers Welcome, people we know in the area. And we have said, you know, do you have a piece of land? that we could park this on. And we actually do that when we go to your in-laws. We have two different places Mm -hmm. that we just go and we park. We don't plug in, so everything has to be cleaned out. But because we're usually there for a couple of weeks, that's not a problem. And you could offer people money or you can you know, do favors. What, mm-hmm. One time we parked our bus in this, uh, at this guy's house two hours outside of Los Angeles um, because... You know, we're staying in Los Angeles, didn't have a place to put the bus, but uh, he only wanted from us, we offered him money, but the only thing he wanted was for us to bring him some food from an Asian market that he couldn't get anywhere near him, but is available, you know, down in LA. And we were very happy to do that. <laughs> yeah. It was a really fun grocery yeah. shop. So there's a lot of options. You could even, you know, it, it's a little risky, but you could even try to schedule some RV service at a service <laughs> shop to happen over that time. Something is real it, easy. Is it risky though? <laughs> because you actually might run into having it there longer. Exactly. That's the problem. That's, I guess that's the risky part. It's not that it'll be done sooner. It's that you might find yourself without your RV for a week, if not two, or longer. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about electric trucks. But we'll also have 
the answer to last week's brain teaser, which I know is what everybody's anticipating. So, And by last week, we do mean 10 days ago. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> FMCA is the world's largest nonprofit RV club, and their mission is RV education. All FMCA members have access to FMCA University, which is a virtual library of 600-plus articles and videos about RVing. Members can also take quizzes to test their RVing knowledge through FMCA University. All FMCA events include seminars to teach about RVing topics like maintenance, how to boondock, tips for living the RV lifestyle, etc. FMCA even offers driving schools throughout the year. FMCA is running a membership promotion that's $60 for one year of membership or $50 for one year of renewal if you're already a member. So with the code one year, all one word, you can save 30% instantly. But hurry, it's a limited time offer that ends July 6th at midnight. RV season is here, but the change of seasons also brings rain, mud, pollen, and other elements that you have to waste your time cleaning or worse that can end up damaging your vehicle. Whether you own a motorhome, a travel trailer, or a truck camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help you protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free warranty to guarantee it remains durable over time. If you're not in need of a full cover, Empire's just launched a line of RV rooftop covers that keep the roof of your RV clean and protect it from UV rays. RV Miles listeners can receive free shipping plus an extra 15% off their entire order by visiting empirecovers.com slash rvmiles or using the promo code rvmiles, all one word, at checkout. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. My first describes when two objects collide. My second, a pass or fail will decide. My third has an IQ on the low side. My hole will keep you safe for your new ride. What am I? A crash test dummy. Great band. Oh, the first second. (laughs) The first, second, and third are the three words. I get it. I get it. You were were stopped completely. I'm like, what's my third? I don't understand. Abby found this one again. You're, you are welcome. By the way, li- listen, these brain teasers, <laughs> they're a blessing and a curse. We have some fun with them, but they're also incredibly hard to find ones that are halfway decent. Words I never thought I would hear Jason say. We're sitting on the couch today, and he looks at me and goes, do you think it's time to retire the brain teaser? The- I almost dropped my drink. They're either incredibly hard and full of lots of words, <laughs> or they're incredibly stupid. <laughs> Are you referencing Galaxy Superstar? No. Because I feel no. like that you're throwing no, actually, some shade my way. No, actually, there are a lot of worse ones, and you've read them. Yes. There are a lot of worse ones. <laughs> so here's here's my plea. If you have a brain teaser that think, you think would be good for the show, send it in, and, and we'll use it, because if we if we can't... If it if it keeps taking this long and we can't we we can't reuse the ones we've used no. in the past, uh, we may have to retire the brain teaser. We'll do something different if I, we do. I think you just need to let me take over the brain okay. teaser. Okay. Well, I will, and you can see how hard it is to not just do it once every five weeks. Just get ready, everybody. Uh, it's going to get real easy around here. All right, we're doing something a little different this week than what we normally do. Um, I put together a, a video for YouTube that is about electric trucks and, and towing with electric trucks and, and weather 
that's going to be a possibility or not. With the new Ford Lightning released, with the Tesla Cybertruck coming, the Rivian truck coming, all kinds of trucks coming that are electric. So we're going to play the audio of, of that video for you here. So if, you've, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll, you might see that video pop up later. You don't need to watch it because you'll have already seen it right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Twofer. <laughs> uh, so here we go. The release of the new Lightning Electric F-150 from Ford has the RV world in a bit of a tizzy over electric vehicles and their implications for towing trailers. So today, I wanted to separate the fact from fiction over the realities of electric vehicles as heavy work machines and share with you some reasons you might want to consider canceling that $100 deposit you've placed on your Lightning or your Tesla Cybertruck if your main intent is towing a trailer over any decent distance. First, let me say that this is not an anti-electric vehicle rant. I love electric vehicles. Besides the environmental considerations, which are considerable, even when you factor in a lot of the not so pretty things about mining precious metals and chemicals for batteries, they're just great driving machines. They're quiet, they're quick, they're powerful, they're safe, and they don't need transmissions, emission systems, turbos, belts, fuel pumps, oil changes. In fact, some have absolutely no scheduled maintenance for the first 150,000 miles. And if you're worried about having to change the batteries out someday, well, current real-world studies show that after 150,000 miles, most Tesla batteries have lost only 8% of their capacity. At that rate, the batteries could retain 80% capacity at 500,000 miles and potentially last well over a million miles. The average lifespan of a gas car is about 140,000 miles. So if you think electric cars aren't ready as a legitimate replacement for internal combustion, I disagree, except for in one area distance towing and hauling, which is what most of us do with our RV trailers. Let's get into the two main reasons why. Number one, range. All vehicles suffer a major mileage reduction when you put them under a greater load. Our gasoline-powered truck gets about 17 miles per gallon unloaded on the highway, and it drops to about 10 when we're pulling our 9,000-pound trailer. In addition, you need to overcome drag, and pulling a big box behind you forces whatever motor you have to work much harder. Now, our truck isn't rated for fuel mileage by the EPA, but my guess, if it was, it'd be rated for about 20 miles per gallon on the highway. That's with no load, 150-pound driver, which I'm certainly not, and 150-pound passenger. So I'm likely getting about half the fuel mileage towing that my vehicle can get in peak conditions. It works the same way with electric vehicles. Jack Johnson is the CEO and co-founder of Volta Power Systems, which makes battery-powered electrical systems for high-end RV manufacturers. He also built the first large-format lithium-ion facility in the U.S. when he worked at Johnson Controls. The man knows lithium-ion batteries as well as anyone. I asked him to share more technical details about how towing affects range. Hi, Jason. Remember, a battery is just another form of a fuel tank. Yes, it's energy already converted, but really is used as a storage medium to carry your consumable fuel. You can't replace it um, and you can't generate it on the fly. Now, if you've got a vehicle that can propel itself to like the Ford Lightning to 300 miles um, on one charge, it's gonna be around some very specific conditions. And the weight of that vehicle to propel it down the road at a certain speed will be a certain amount of work. And that's going to be used up in, in watt hours consumed per mile or watt hours per mile. No different than how much fuel you burn per mile. Now, if you double the amount of work 
for instance, you put on a trailer that weighs just as much and it's not very aerodynamic. So you're gonna basically pull a second vehicle and to make it easy to understand, you're gonna say, hey, I'm roughly gonna double the amount of work. In theory, you're doubling the amount of energy consumption you're gonna to need to drive that down the road. Now, take the Ford Lightning as an example. We'll assume you get the larger battery pack, which boasts a 300 mile range and 10,000 pounds of towing capacity. Jack says that Ford has the same battery cell tech as many other car manufacturers supplied by LG Chem. The energy densities are the same and the motors will be similar. The estimated power burn rate on the Rivian and the Hummer is around 500 watt hours per mile. To go 300 miles, Ford's pack has to be around 150 kilowatt hours. Now, doubling the load or double the work would be 1,000 watt hours per mile. Assuming one mile per minute or 60 miles per hour, that'd be around three hours of driving and you're out. The Ford Lightning weighs a whopping 7,000 pounds, so towing a 7,000 pound trailer, double its weight, is doing roughly double the work. So we're talking 150 miles of range in peak conditions, or about three hours at 60 miles per hour. No air conditioner, no heat, no hills, no mountains, no stop and go traffic. Plenty of people have already performed lots of towing with electric vehicles, particularly the Tesla Model X, which actually has nearly 5,000 pounds of towing capacity. The real world results range from about a 50% reduction in range on a track in ideal conditions to as much as 80% with any serious towing under real world conditions. So with the bigger battery, the low end of your real world towing range could be as low as 60 miles. In addition, power decreases drastically as you get nearer to a drained battery. And who wants to risk running out of juice? So you'll likely only want to drive 80% of that range. Now we're down to 120 miles under ideal conditions with a 150 pound driver or as low as 48 miles in the real world. Tesla's Cybertruck promises a little bit better range than Ford, maxing out at 500 miles peak range, but that's partially because it's a lighter vehicle. So towing 6,000 pounds, double its weight, you could still get as low as only 80 miles of range out of the Cybertruck, and at the very best, under ideal conditions, 200 miles. Now, the second downfall of towing any major distance with an electric vehicle is charging. The electric fuel charging network is starting to get very, very robust, but it's also very urban. You're gonna have a harder time finding electric charging stations in rural areas where most of us camp. They exist and more and more are coming, but it's a process. There are also competing technologies out there. A Ford Lightning can't charge on Tesla's superchargers. Luckily, Ford owners will be able to choose from about 63,000 chargers around the country, those 460 volt chargers that you see all over parking lots. They'll be able to charge the F-150 Lightning from 15% to 80% in about 40 minutes. That last 20% of charge, however, takes a lot longer. And most people who drive Tesla's studies show are charging them between 80 and 90%. So that's another reduction in range of 10 to 20%. And charging at the campground or home is likely to take a lot longer than you think. If you install a 240 volt charger at your home, you might be able to charge to full overnight, but more likely it'll take closer to 24 hours to get empty to full. And if you plug into a standard 120 volt outlet, say at a campground, now you're looking at the better part of a week. It's just a massive amount of power. And for those reasons, anything more than a bit of a top off from solar or a generator is highly unrealistic. So you're definitely going to want to use those commercial chargers while you're traveling. But here's the real kicker. 
How many of those chargers have you seen that would allow for a vehicle pulling a trailer to fit? Electric vehicles are here and they're gonna make our roads much different. And if you just wanna pull a small trailer to your local state park or your boat to the lake, sure, one of these electric trucks might work for you. Don't forget you also need enough juice to get back home. They're certainly going to be very popular with fleet owners like construction companies, fire stations, and public works departments. But distance towing, it's just not a realistic option, yet. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV, and the Power Watchdog's smart surge protector made by Hughes Autoformers beats the competition with field-replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. But the Power Watchdog, it can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part that you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years. And now they have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoformers.com. Travel season is upon us, and along with all the fun travel planning, you will unfortunately have to plan for the not-so-fun stuff like an RV tire blowout. If you're driving down a major highway, you hear a loud explosion, you might have just had a high-speed blowout. Your nerves would be shot, and you try to remember what kind of tire protection you have. When you have an RV tire blowout or a flat, many tire and wheel programs deal with it through a reimbursement. The RVer has to source an appropriate tire, find a tow truck to take them to the shop, or find someone who can change it on the side of the road, and then pay for these services up front in the hopes of a timely reimbursement. CoachNet's Hazard Protect is sign-and-drive coverage. If you experience a blowout on your RV due to a road hazard, you only need to call CoachNet and then sign for services rendered. CoachNet takes care of the rest. That's what CoachNet and their vision of carefree RVing is all about. Simplicity for the customer in an extremely stressful situation. CoachNet Hazard Protect is the RVer's best option to handle an RV tire blowout. Hazard Protect can be purchased through a CoachNet participating dealer, or you can request a quote at cn.rvmiles.com. That's cn.rvmiles.com. And I'd like to thank Jack Johnson again for helping us out with that video. I think it's an important topic, and those electric trucks are going to get there, but they're just not quite ready for primetime RV towing. No, but I know Yet. you're going to be keeping your eye on I it. I will. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, all right. It's time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? Is it black or is it gray? It's actually gray this week. I have a gray tank uh, because I I hesitate to black tank it because it's... Anyway, we'll get into it. So we just wrote an article today over on RVMiles.com that talks about how Yellowstone and Grand Teton shattered attendance records for April. And April, April, April in Yellowstone is they've only they only have yes. two entrances open. It's still very snowing cold. So in April, Yellowstone saw sixty-seven thousand people come through those two gates. What I find amazing though is Grand Teton saw 87,700 people. And what's that compared to the past? So that breaks their 2019 at Yellowstone. It breaks the 2019 record. And I think somewhere around by like 17,000. And then at Grand Teton, that shatters, I believe, a 2016 record. But here's what's crazy. That 2021 number at Teton is almost 50% higher than what it was in 2019. Wow. 
So for me, the reason why it's a gray tank is because those are huge numbers. I do not want a black tank that people are visiting our parks. I think that that's really, really important. I don't want to hate on people for going outside. Like, you need to go outside. Well, 67,000 people at Yellowstone is is no big deal in April. No. But it's a sign of what's to come in the summer. Yeah, so that's really what this article is kind of about and, like, what I'm touching on is that if we thought 2020 was going to be an intense year for our parks, I think 2021 is on the path of just shattering that. Yeah. And what does that mean? Does that mean we think, you know, 2021, we're hitting a peak? And then we're going to start to dial this back? Or is this only the beginning? And if this is only the beginning, then the National Park Service has got to start figuring out how to protect these parks. Well, a lot of people think that once the international borders open, lots of people will decide to do international travel again and that that will help reduce the numbers again. But I don't know. But don't forget, when that happens... That means foreign visitors yeah. are going to come visit our national parks again. It's a two-way street. <laughs> it's a two-way street. Absolutely. <laughs> so. And our national parks are very, very popular with foreign travelers. So yeah. and it, it's going to be big. What I think is interesting about this, too, is that you know Yellowstone and Grand Teton, they're not even in their high season yet. You know, those are the July and August months. And the National Park Service has gone so far already prepping for this at Yellowstone to put out a press release that talks about if you're coming this summer, here are some things we are suggesting to you to help lessen your, you know, interacting with crowds. And one of the things that they talk about is what we have talked about going later, staying later in the park. Staying away from the more popular areas during peak crowd hours. But I think it's fascinating to me that our parks are kind of experiencing, in in my opinion, what what our lands were experiencing right before the National Park Service was even formed. You know, another big issue that, that is something to think about. This is something we noticed last year when we were visiting lots of parks like Yellowstone Mm -hmm. is that they were having issues getting employees because Mm -hmm. lots of employees in national parks are seasonal. They just work for the summer. And a lot of them are foreign workers on, on short-term work visas. They're college students and all that sort of stuff. This article talks about that too, that one of the, you know, the superintendent of Yellowstone talked about that they are prepping. He is predicting this will be, their biggest season ever. They're already hiring more seasonal staff. They're doing what they can to ensure that the land continues, that we don't put a strain onto the resources. They're even starting to talk, and we've talked about this in the past in the news videos, the shuttles, the driverless shuttles, or just the shuttles in general, similar to what they're doing at Zion, because there has to be something. Something is going to have to happen. If that is going to become more timed entry, I don't know. But as we see boondocking locations start to go under reservations, as we see strain upon the land, I know it upsets a lot of people, but we have a responsibility to this land. That's why we have the National Park Service. Well, we recently did a video on a a set of, I think, eight national parks that we think are good options if you're looking to visit a national park and get the big national park feel of of visiting a place like Yellowstone, but without the big crowds, some places that are less visited. So check that out over on YouTube. What is in your fresh tank? So my fresh tank is that the Uppersons have leveled up 
Because the Eppersons have a Costco membership. <laughs> Finally have a Costco <laughs> membership again. We had a Costco membership when we were in Chicago. Before we got on the road. But we haven't had one on the road since. No, this is my prep for the refrigerator that I'm about <laughs> to get in the fifth wheel. <laughs> well, you know, for the longest time, it's it's always been like, well, why should we have a Costco membership? Because yeah. we don't have the room for all the groceries. Yeah. But it kind of doesn't matter because the kids just eat it now. No, but we can't <laughs> afford that weight. I can't go buy 12 rolls of, like, you know, paper towels no, and but, 50 pieces of toilet paper. But four like, loaves of bread we can finish off in a week. <laughs> okay. Can I just really quick, you know, just give a rundown? Henry is seven. He weighs all of, like, 38 pounds. He's the biggest eater in the family. This child today, I'm not kidding. This is what this child has eaten today. Multiple handfuls of blueberries, strawberries. Three waffles, two Uncrustables, Cheez-Its, chips, cheese, yogurt, uh, turkey. He's had I don't know how many bottles of water. Every time I step away for five minutes, he says, I'm hungry. I ran out to the grocery store. I was gone for 30 minutes today. Run out to the grocery store. I come home and he is angry because he wants more food. And I'm like, son. I just fed you. Let's let's give that food a little bit of time. Can I get you a glass of water? And he's like, I have I didn't get anything to eat the whole time you were gone. <laughs> yeah, and I half said, hour. I was gone for a half an hour. You didn't eat for half an hour. Oh, Henry, more so than Jack and Ethan, is eating us out of house and home right now. Yes. So I am so thrilled that we are Costco memberships. Plus those discounts are so yeah. good. Yeah. They're yeah. so good. I'm I'm so, it's the little things. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so that that gets my fresh take. Eppersons, Costco membership. Once you get the hot dog with the soda for a dollar fifty. The gas discount. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and we're gonna be in the Midwest and in, in Costco ishy areas for a while, so it made sense. You know, there's not as many out in the West, which was also another reason why we had, you know, kind of decided not to get one. But boy, oh boy, I'm going to just put it to, I'm going to burn a hole in that card by the time we get out of this area. <laughs> All right, Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, <laughs> you know, these fold up stairs that lots of RVs have, oh. not, not, the fl- not the nice flip down ones that go on the ground No, that are super sturdy, the fold down, flip down ones like we have. Uh, ours was getting real tough to, to move. So I was I was oiling all the joints on it with this lithium grease stuff, and I like forced it closed. Just I was you know I'm I'm working the grease in. I and was like standing I right hard. there, and I I I, sma- I I pinched my palm in 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 the workings and the mechanism oh. of that thing, and that's one of the most painful things I have ever felt, and it's still. Yeah. I cannot grab things with my left hand right now. Thankfully, it's not my right hand, but oh, it is so painful. You know, you I always know when it's bad with you because you walk away <laughs> and you're silent. Like there's no sound coming out of you and you go for a walk. I did, I don't, the op- fills the campground with cursing and <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the opposite. <laughs> It's very obvious I've been hurt. <laughs> you take off and you just, and then you come back and you're just, mm. <laughs> and that's like it. And so I knew the minute it happened, it was not going to be pretty. And it is nasty. It has been nasty for the last few days. Yeah. What is in your fresh tank this week? Uh, this is the time of year that new RVs often get announced. And we're going to see that happening more and more because the manufacturers have finally decided that we're going to have a normal model year like 
automobiles do. And we're going to start seeing new model years being announced this time of year, every year for all the brands now. And there are a whole lot of new class B camper vans coming out. A lot of the manufacturers have realized this is a, this is a growing segment The the, the market share of RVs, motorhomes in general, are losing out a bit to trailers. Trailers are getting stronger and stronger. Um, they're still selling plenty of motorhomes, but they're selling lots of trailers. But Class B camper vans are are sort of the shining spot within the motorhome segment. And there are lots of these new Class Bs that are, and we're talking true Class Bs, not the B pluses that are kind of a little bit bigger. But these are actually entirely built in a van but that are getting a little bit more affordable, a little less, you know, a little less packed with stuff and really more open to somebody who wants to buy an RV to go camp in instead of something to like dart around full time in and, you know, pay or half of the year and pay $195,000 for it. Right. So one of the couple, their Thor motor coach has come out with a couple and we're talking like in the 17 foot range, 18 foot. And uh, Winnebago just came out with one that I think is really worth checking out. It's called the Solus pocket. The Solus has been out for a couple years, but the Solus pocket can be truly a, a like a daily driver. Like you could use this to, you know, take your kids to their soccer games and you'll have a little motor home with you. And it, uh, it doesn't have a bathroom. You know, there's that's one trade-off that you're going to get with some mm. of these. But a lot of people don't want that. A lot of people hate the bathrooms in these Class Bs, and they'd rather use the campground bathrooms. What it does Wait. have is a cassette toilet that stows away. I am looking at the MSRP on this, and you are telling me there is no bathroom? It, the MSRP is $95,000, which, I mean, that's oh. a lot of money. Okay. But Jason. that is one of the most affordable Class Bs out there. It might be the most affordable Class B I out there. I have never that. seen one under 100000 And you're going to get that for 75000 or something when the market cools off a little bit. I do not doubt that that is, that is cheap. Yeah. I mean, we these are usually six-figure prices that we talk. But still, 17 feet probably three people well, and if you bring the yeah. kid you're gonna be co- like you're gonna be good with walking the kid to the bathroom at three o'clock in the morning it's a little bit like the motorhome version of a pop-up camper right and um fair enough but some of them do have bathrooms you What's know the it's, this is not the only one some of them do have bathrooms i and i understand what goes into all of these and why the prices are the way they are I'm, but you compare it to a pop-up, and I say to you, well, I'm going to go ahead and keep my $80,000 sure. and get my pop-up. But I'm, what I'm saying here is that this does not have a bathroom, not because that's what allows them to get that $95,000 price. This doesn't have a bathroom because they have found that there are people that want these without a bathroom. And that is absolutely also, again, fair enough. I just It's very hard for me to wrap as I'm reading this. You know, and you're saying a family of three, mm-hmm. really depending on the age of that third small yeah, person, I, I, it's very yeah. hard for me to wrap my it's, head around it'd that. It would be good for a couple or a family of three and uh, like the, yeah, a small, small child. And I guess too, I'm still in the COVID mindset of having everything self-contained and not being yeah. back to yeah. the use of the bathhouses and more communal like yeah. stuff. Yeah, but if you know so, you're going to your local campgrounds and you're not going to shower, you've got that cassette toilet. I think it's great. There's so many positives to it. I'm, you know, I just 
this is the mom and me just <laughs> doing the whole i if this was henry i'd be like uh-uh. <laughs> we'll link to the solace pocket in the uh in the show notes uh but check it out i think there it's just it's a good time because you know the the industry is so busy keeping up the industry has put out record numbers of the last few months our friend rick kessler from rvbusiness.com he posted on linkedin the other day about how they've they've they're shattering records with one arm tied behind their back because Ugh. they're not able to build what they want to build because of all of the the difficulties in in obtaining supplies but at the same time they are innovating they are introducing new models they're not just you know pumping out what they can they're they're doing new stuff and that's cool yeah, they're being progressive when they, honestly, they don't need to be yeah. because they're selling so much. Yeah. They could just sit back and enjoy what they're doing. And I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that we continue to move forward. And part of that is listening to the consumer. And if it sounds like that's what they're doing with this one, they listened to the consumer. And there are people out there that said, I do not want a bathroom in those. Grand Design just sold their 50,000th Imagine and Reflection unit. Wow. 50,000 thousand and they're all at thousand trails <laughs> all right we're, we're gonna wrap this up with a new brain teaser alone i fall to the earth and raise as many in rebirth grind and sift and pound me down i raise again a golden brown so you may live through my defeat what am i I know what it is. I, I, yeah, so does I everybody. Got, yep, yep. <laughs> we'll I, have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. And there is nothing wrong with getting it the minute you hear it. No, it should take a couple minutes. No, no. Hey, listen, <laughs> as I say every single week, if you are enjoying RV Miles, would you please do us a favor and head over to Apple Podcast and leave RV Miles a five-star review. I know I ask every week, but I cannot tell you how much of a difference it makes for the RV Miles podcast when it comes to finding a new audience. So thank you so much to everyone who has already done it. Of course, RV Miles is all across social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. And we want to remind you that there are some big things coming to the Sea America podcast and Sea America in general. So make sure you are following Sea America on Instagram and Facebook so that you can keep up with that when we do finally get to the point that we're ready to talk more than just vague book about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got a lot of announcements. We've been vague booking lately. We just, look, <laughs> we just vague book it all day long. Um, if you want to talk to Jason and I, the best way to do that is to head over to the RV Miles Facebook group. We are there almost on a daily basis and it is 10,000 of the nicest RVers you are going to find in Facebook land. Until next week, thank you so much for watching. Be well, stay safe, enjoy those national parks and the 75,000 other people that are going to be there with you and keep logging those RV miles. Goodbye, everybody.